Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 389, recorded live on Saturday, December 6th, 2014, and here are your hosts, the man who's got an extra headset right now, Dave Pillay. Hey! The man who doesn't need a back right away, Andy Lowe. Hi. Sometime by the end of the month, you said? End of the yeah, Christmas time, if not then, we can just mail it back. Okay, sounds good. I'm glad I grabbed one of the smaller ones. <laughs> you you have bigger ones? Well, we have the bigger uh, ones that are more over the ear. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, little tiny on the ear sort of things. Ah, like what I'm wearing right now, over the ear. Yes. Okay. It'd be really funny if I was actually just using the, the one you gave me, but I think my microphone is higher quality. Yes, yes, it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure my microphone is actually higher quality. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, okay. I had a question. Um, Uh-oh. Somebody was talking about uh, USB microphones, and I forgot which one you had. Uh, I have a Samson C01U USB Studio Condenser Mic. C01U. USB. Got it. I bought it in a kit on Amazon. It came with the mic. It came with a mic stand. It came with a pop, uh, whatever it is. Pop filter. filter. Pop filter. Uh, and it came with a, a shock absorber so that I can like hit the mic stand and it doesn't make a lot of noise. That really crappy mic stand that always falls over. Yeah. I actually have a better mic stand in the basement. I've been meaning to bring up for the last three months. (laughs) So what's stopping you? I'm lazy. I don't go into my basement very often, Andy. It's not a finished basement. It's not like there's, you know, a good lounge down there or something. True. You could set it up for LAN parties. I could. I need a bunch of friends with PCs to come over. Usually when I have a bunch of friends over, we're gathered around a table with dice and pencils now. True. Ah, the joys of tabletop gaming. Yes. I'm starting a new campaign because we TPK'd in one of the ones that I'm, I've been running. Oops. Yeah. Thankfully. Thankfully. Oh, God. Uh, not the one where we are now level 15. Ooh, that would be crappy if you TPK'd that far into it. Yeah, well, we're getting to the point where TPK is actually really hard to do. <laughs> sorry, Hello. my mic stand. <clears throat> sorry about that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's, that's fine. Uh, you know, like two of our characters have ways to bring people back from the dead and we've got a lot of money so we can just buy resurrection. Of course, I say all this and like kind of jinxing it as I'm saying it. So I'm going to stop talking. Okay. Sounds like a plan. I still need to email Wheeler. Yep. Yep. He needs to email me his resume. Damn it. Yes. I have an ongoing campaign to get as many people out here as I can. Can you really blame me? Uh, yes, because you're the one uh, who's trying to do that. Okay. You said, I'm starting a campaign to get as many people out here. Can you blame me? Yes, because you're starting the campaign. It's not starting a campaign. I have a campaign. <laughs> I've been doing this since I moved out here, and it is slowly but surely getting other people out here. Yeah, I'm good. I know. I almost had you, though. You applied. Mm-hmm. Until they asked me what my GPA was, and then... Yeah. Womp, 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 womp. There's one thing I could pass on to my younger self. Is Focus on the GPA. Yes. Yeah. It's actually kind of important, not as a representation of what you know, but as a representation of your ability to work within a system. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, outside of colleges, I think the only person who's ever asked me what my GPA was, was Epic. Hmm. So it's like, yes, you need to, uh, up to graduating from college and maybe even some post-grad work, your GPA is a pretty important number, but I feel like as soon as you get that paper on the wall... It's useless. Yeah, except for yep. that one time where, you know, somebody actually asks you about it. Yep, but that one time... Yep. 
can make a lot of difference. Yep. Okay. How were your holidays, Andy, or your holiday? Well, it was two separate, no, three separate events, so holidays works. Is that holiday? I mean, it was three separate events for the same holiday, though, right? Yes. It was all for Thanksgiving. Yes, but okay. there was a period of work in the middle there. Which is kind of weird, but I, you know, that's... People have to work. Someone's got to be working during Thanksgiving. Yeah, especially, you know, if you're on an entertainment industry, it's kind of one of those things where the radio's not going to shut off because it's the day after Thanksgiving. Right. The day so someone's th- got to be there to maintain it. Yeah, the day of Thanksgiving, yes, there was somebody. Oh, that was funny about that. So we had satellite connection for the Lions game, right? Oh, yeah, you told me. But yeah, go ahead. So it's Thanksgiving Day, so nobody wants to be at work. So we have one person coming in in the morning to check on the system, make sure we get into the Lions game fine. Everything's going splendidly, so he leaves. About two hours later, the Lions game cuts out completely. My guess is there's an issue with the satellite receiver. But um, nobody notices because there's nobody in the building. Nobody Nobody gets a phone call either. No phone call, no email from anybody. So, like, even listeners didn't call and say, hey, what's going on? My guess is because nobody was actually listening to the game. My guess is everybody who wants to watch the Lions. On Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. Was watching the Lions. Yeah, was watching the Lions. So, yeah, so then two hours later, suddenly it comes right back on again, and we get the last bit of the game. Somebody comes in to verify that the game switches from the Lions to MSU basketball, and then they leave. And so it's like we were off the air for two hours. Oops. If a tree falls in the wood, nobody's there to hear it. Does it make a sound? Not if it's a radio station. Nope. So that was a fun thing to walk into on Friday going, hey, I think we were off the air for two hours yesterday. Wait, what? What? (laughs) Oops. I do have to say, though, the day after Thanksgiving, I could count on one hand the number of the people that were in the office. Yeah. So it gave me a perfect time to start transferring stuff from server to server because I know I could like literally walk around the building going, what are you working on? Okay, so uh, stay off of the P drive. (laughs) Could you just like shout it out like, all right, everyone off. (laughs) Not really, because I'm in the basement. I'm actually in the basement basically by myself right now, which is both a blessing and a curse. It's not right now, right now. No. Okay. But at work, I'm the only office still left in the basement, which is a problem because everybody is upstairs. So anytime I have to do anything, I have to go up a flight of stairs and then go back down to my office. I'm getting a lot of stair climbing in. Okay. Um, I've also fallen down and fallen up the stairs a couple of times. You Wait, what? I, I can fall upstairs. Andy? Yeah? I'd like to introduce you to something called gravity. My forward momentum of going up the stairs is enough that it counteracts. So I trip and I fall, but my forward momentum is fast enough that it actually carries me up a stair or two. Wow. Yes. I don't move slowly, it seems. I guess not. That's a lot of forward momentum. Yeah. You should be careful about that. Yeah, but the nice thing is, though, that um, I can control the thermostat for the entire basement now because I know I'm the only one down there. So the basement is whatever you want it to be? The basement is currently set for 65. I have yet to see the thermostat get below 68. Nice. Very, very nice. So it's like, I want a cooler, but I can't get a cooler because everybody upstairs has the heat on. (laughs) It's like literally putting putting a blanket over the basement. Are the mechanicals in the basement? The mechanicals? Like the furnace? Yes. Okay. Furnace is in the basement, and it's got a... It's basically got a split for two zones, upstairs and downstairs, and so. Yep. And the servers? Are downstairs in the basement, yes. Okay, that's probably what's keeping it warm. The server room is currently 75 degrees. Holy crap. 
Yeah, that's why I turned the thermostat down. <laughs> You're like, too hot, too hot, too hot. I had it, it was currently at 80, but then I turned it, I got it down to at least, you know, 75. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's, it's amazing really, how much how much heat servers and computers throw out. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to get all the stuff updated to the new server hardware so I can shut down the old servers, you know, which yeah. are three the, three three rack units bigger than the old one and, you know, half as much space. The uh server not server, the computer in my in my office when we have both of them on and the door closed, the office goes up by about ten degrees. I don't doubt it at all. So now we're back into the swing of things for another three weeks. 20 days, three weeks, 20 days. Then I have to go and I get off Christmas Eve, half day. Then I have Christmas Day off, but then I have to go back to work for Friday. And then I have the weekend off. And then and then I get Monday, uh, Tuesday. I get half of New Year's Eve off and New Year's Day off. So that's that's a Thursday. Again, Mm -hmm. I get Thursday off, but then I got to be back for Friday. But then I have the weekend off again. Sounds exciting. Damn vacation days not starting up until I've worked there six months. Oh, I know how that feels, actually, because we have the same thing going here. It's like I was this close to actually next year. That was going to be nice because next year will just take like the week off. Well, no, next year, uh, Christmas and uh, New Year's and Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving still on a Thursday. Yes. Christmas <laughs> and New Year's are on Fridays. Ooh. So I get a half day off bef- the day before. And then that Friday, you get the Thursday off, half day, the Friday off and the weekend. And the weekend. Not bad. Not that's bad at all. One year from now, there's many things in the way. Yep. So, should we uh, actually talk about topics then? Probably, I suppose. Uh, so I'm staring at my first. closet though, and I'm seeing those parts. And I'm like, oh, oh well. Let's talk about topics. Yes. Topics. Uh, let me refresh the topic list so that, God damn it, I cannot refresh the topic list right now. Indiegogo wants insurance? What? So Indiegogo, it's not that they want insurance, it is that they are providing insurance. You are familiar with Indiegogo, yes? Yeah, yeah, it's it's the Kickstarter sort of thing. It's Kickstarter, but with like fewer rules and regulations than Kickstarter, which yeah. should say something. <laughs> Uh, So Indiegogo is testing as a company providing insurance. So you make a pledge, you, you you fund something, and for $15 extra, Indiegogo will insure it. So that if the idea fizzles out, if they don't produce it, if they don't distribute it, if they don't get it to you by the date that they said they would, Indiegogo will refund you your money. Okay, so not really having participated in this stuff. So let me get this straight. So people come up with a crazy idea. Yeah. And they say, in order to... To get this idea off the ground, we need X amount of money. Yes. So then they put it up on Kickstarter Indiegogo and say, hey, we want to raise this amount of money in this amount of days. Yes. And then... So first off, if if they don't raise that amount of money, no one pays anything. Okay. You only pay if it is successfully funded. Okay, so... They have like little like booster things on the side. Like if you pledge this month, it's kind of like the pledge drive stuff. You pledge this amount, you get a tote yep. bag sort of thing. Yeah, and that just works if we add on the side. Usually, the the pledge is like you spend this much money, and we will send you the finished product. 
You are pre-ordering to fund it. Okay. So if the people who started the Kickstarter say it's going to take us X amount of money to do this, are I, I still don't see, I feel like if you're, granted, I could see so many people going into bankruptcy over this, but I would say like, if you promised people this product at this price range, you should deliver or you should be able to get sued. Well, yeah, but you can't. They, they can't sue you because you never explicitly promise them anything. You say, this is our plan. If you give us this much money, we will plan to give you this. And it could very well be their plan. But if the product doesn't pan out, then they aren't sending you anything. And in the terms that you signed for Kickstarter and Indiegogo, that's your risk. I've... So in my mind, I see similarities between this and the venture capital people giving money to Pets.com. Yep. But this is a, a much more distributed and smaller scale, and a lot of this actually does pan out. I've bought a number of board games on Kickstarter. So then, uh, I feel like this is just a way for Indiegogo to make more money. Yes, that is accurate. That is entirely accurate. This insurance is just Indiegogo trying to make money. $15 of Oh, jeez. I feel like if you have to buy this multiple times, you shouldn't be, you know, giving money on Indiegogo. That's just, yeah. no. Well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of scams on Indiegogo. There's more scams there than there are on Kickstarter, because Kickstarter actually kind of curates the projects a little bit. I think, I, I believe they do. I could be absolutely totally wrong on that now that I think about it. Uh, but they're offering insurance. <laughs> I would just like to say this insurance is, sounds, you know, kind of scammy, almost like, you know, the uh, the protection you buy at uh, at like Target or Walmart or wherever. Actual insurance like life insurance and health insurance and homeowner insurance. Please, 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 please do yourselves a favor and make sure you have that. Yeah, that, that product insurance is just like, really, I'm going to spend nine bucks and it may or may not break in two years. It's. Granted, I was <laughs> when I was working at Best Buy, I got the, the yeah. plans because I could get them super cheap. Yeah. Um, plus, I also talked to the repair guys, and they told me how to break things in a way that they would give you a brand new one. Really? Yes. What sort of things did they tell you how to break? Well, um, like the the stereo I got for my car. Yeah. You put it in there, and you you tell them that like the it is actually the head is scratching CDs because it's a CD player. That way, they it's something that is too costly to repair according to their book and so they should just replace it and so i had to finagle my way around that because i got the uh i got the radio at best buy cost but then i was trying to tell them like well you don't sell this anymore so i'd like a similar product at the time so i was able to get the original purchase was a hundred dollars protection plan was like i think 10 or 15 for that thing and then i was able to basically work that at the time to a 400 dollar radio Dick. <laughs> yeah that was that was a bit of a dick move, yes, I agree. But I was a college student at the time. So I don't even know where the hell that like radio is anymore. didn't apply? Hmm? Wait, you lost it? It's somewhere. What car was it in? Was that in the pickup truck or was that... It wasn't in the... It wasn't in the... Did you, did you get rid of the car that has that? Yeah, yeah but there's no way I would have gotten rid of the car that has that and not removed it. The question is, where is it now? I don't know. <laughs> Even so, if I did know, it's a it's a car deck from probably at least a decade old. So I'm not sure how advanced it currently is. So even I if mean, I are found we talking it, like cassette player, no, not cassette player old, but still like like six CD changer sort of old. Okay, 
So yeah, it's in that range of how old is it, but I don't know if, even if I found it, I don't know if I'd want to install it now. So I'd want to get something with the ability to hook my phone and my iPod to it. That's what I really would want, which I know that one would not have. I know it had a serious connection, so I could get satellite radio if I wanted to, but I feel like that would be wrong working for a radio station company and getting satellite radio. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that would be like working for NBC and watching something on ABC. True. Oh, did you watch the Peter Pan thing or no? There was a Peter Pan thing? Yeah, NBC. You know how the NBC did the Sound of Music Live? Nope. Oh. NBC last year did the Sound of Music Live with Carrie Underwood starring as uh, Maria. Her name is not Carrie Underwood, is it? What? Never mind. Go on. This year, they decided to do Peter Pan with Christopher Walken as Hook. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That had to be interesting. Yeah, that was uh, something. Did did he do it in a Christopher Walken-esque manner? He did the most laid-back hook I've ever seen. Because, you know, it's Christopher Walken, and he 90% of the time he's laid back yep. in his wonderful Christopher Walken way. Yeah, even Christopher Walken couldn't really save it. That was, uh, yeah. Okay, so that was bad. So speaking of watching things, Steam Streaming? Steam Stream! Why did they not call it that? I, I don't know. I, I was writing a title for it today as I was putting the link up. I was like, oh, cool. Like, it's, oh, Steam is broadcasting. That's awesome. Wait, I that's a terrible title. I'll call it Steam Stream. Why didn't they call it that? <laughs> <laughs> that's an excellent question. So wait, so if you're playing a game, I can click watch the game, and then I can witness you playing the game. Uh, I guess... I think I have to first enable that. Like, I don't, you, you can't just look into my games. I would start up stream, Steam right now, but now I know I've got at least an update to do, so I don't want to kill my bandwidth. Because the last Steam beta uh, killed Steam. Oops. So you had to basically use the command line to disable the beta and tell it to go back to regular. To, to, you know, to just to be even able to access Steam in a you know normal state. Mm-hmm. So then I went back to the beta now, so I know the next time I open up Steam, it's going to have to download a, a pretty big install file, so I'm going to hold off on that one. But I think, according okay. to this one, yeah, so you'll have to enable it first. You'll have to say if you want to keep it private or public. Or friends. Or friends. Yep, you can do private, public, or limit it to your friends. So, I feel like I'm never going to turn this on. Yeah? Well, you, you really want to sit around and watch me play Zuma? I mean, I don't know. It could be kind of fun to just poke into your game. What do I play? I played Zuma. Puzzle Quest 2, which, mind you, is a horrible game. Yes. I was very, very disappointed at that. As was I. I was like, really? This is, this is, pu-. I was thinking Puzzle Quest 2, awesome. And then Puzzle Quest, no, this is not Puzzle Quest. This is, this is horrible. There was at least some variety in Puzzle Quest. Puzzle Quest 2, I feel like I've just been literally grinding through everything. Puzzle Quest was unfortunately a one-hit wonder. Yeah. I don't think they knew how they made that hit either. I thought, oh, let's just do more of it. Well, yeah. see, the thing is, like, they, they tried, right? They did uh, Galaxian. Was that the other one? Mm-hmm. Where one it that was weird, like, three... A hex grid. Yeah, like a hex grid, yeah. Yep. Uh, they tried Puzzle Quest 2, where they're like, okay, we'll go back to the basics. Except, like, they just kept trying to add things and improve on it, and they kept trying to add more and more. And I think whenever they did, they lost what made Puzzle Quest so fun. I think they they tried to add so much that it became bland. Like, there wasn't any variety. It's like, okay, I'm literally... I'm fighting a rat. It's the same... I have to fight it exactly the same as I'm fighting an elf. And I'm fighting it exactly the same as I'm fighting uh, a fortress. That was was true in Puzzle Quest, wasn't it? 
there were there were enemies who you had to fight differently because of how their stats were and how their special powers were. With Puzzle Quest, it's literally like, okay, I'm doing this one. Okay, I'm going. I'm a rogue, so I'm going into stealth. Okay, then I do a disarm, and then I can hit you for about. 40 to 60 points of damage and then most of the time you remember puzzle quest way better than i do i don't even remember the classes in puzzle quest well i'm saying in puzzle quest 2 i'm a rogue and i can do about 40 to 60 damage with the ability to uh match five in a row pretty easily so i can i can combo those if if i get it up there i can combo somebody to death with about three or four turns prep and at that one, it's just like, maybe that's what it is. It's just I picked the perfect character to just, you know, learn how to do one-turn kills. And if that doesn't work, I've got poisons there that will damage you about 30 damage a turn, no okay. matter what you do. Okay. Yeah, not fun. So, Girl Scout cookies. Well, wait a minute. We're not done with Steam. Why? What Are you, are you going to actually try and doing the streaming? Steam? I might, but I'm I'm wondering more about, like, remember, it, it's we, we don't do this just to, like, regurgitate the news. We need to give our take on it sometimes. Right? I've, okay, so I've never, Twitch. Yeah. I watch one thing on Twitch. Desert Bus? No. What do you watch on What do you watch on Twitch? Trump. Trump? Trump. What is Trump? Trump is a Hearthstone player. He's normally known for doing his arena runs. Okay. So, uh, my arena uh, skills have seemed to have faltered. Ah, so you I watch am, for Yeah, I'm watching for tips and such because my arena run well now with uh goblins and gnomes gnomes coming out is it gnomes and goblins or goblins and gnomes i think it's gnomes and goblins goblins um side note if you log in now you can get a free arena run and the cards are actually now in arena i mean the cards oh the gnomes and goblins cards cool so yeah that's okay it's it's just pure chaos right now sorry it's goblins versus gnomes goblins versus gnomes yes okay so you you watch this guy trump yes on twitch yes okay that's it okay i have watched a couple things on twitch i actually have a streamer who plays old classic nes games and so i watch her play uh from time to time she she does uh she actually holds the world record for street fighter 2010 for the speed run it's really hard game um, I don't watch much else on Twitch. I watch the, the tournaments every so often when, like, some of my friends at work are in a, a League of Legends tournament against, like, Facebook and, and uh, Google. That's about it. I feel like I always, now I should watch the uh, Star, South Park episode they just did. What was it called? Like, Rehash, I think? What? South Park just did an episode. On? Um, basically, like, Let's Game sort of stuff. And... Yeah, rehash. Let's game or let's play? Let's play, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, it's a South Park episode, which is actually titled Hashtag Rehash. So, uh, yeah, it's, I, I just don't get the... The draw of Twitch? Yeah. It's kind of fun, and you can watch some really good players out there. No, I, um, I, I don't doubt it. It's actually, just... the other thing I watched recently, I, I've been watching Twitch because of old games, evidently, because I also watched a guy do a Mega Man 2 run, and holy crap, these people. I, I, I was never that good at that game. I think I beat Mega Man 2 a long time ago, but they make it look effortless. I don't know. I feel like... Granted, we're living in a society now where one person cannot see everything. Right. The amount of content that is getting created is just mind-boggling. Granted, a lot of that content is crap, but still, it's just... I want, to of- know, I want to know what this is going to do to bandwidth. You know, if I've got it set up where someone can watch my games, how is that going to affect my bandwidth? Oh, true. 
right? I'm playing the game locally, so the game shouldn't cause any issues. All right, but what if you're not even playing a local game? What if you're playing LOL? Or not LOL, uh, Dota, Dota 2. Right. So you're playing Dota, which... Well, but games like that, um, you know, especially Dota, where Steam owns the servers, by watching my game, it could really just be plop you into observation mode. Which it would be on their servers and not your local. Right. right. But, but what yeah, if I'm, I'm doing multiplayer? If, if you're doing multiplayer and then somebody else jumps in as well, that's even... Oh, like if, you got, if you're hosting your own Team Fortress 2 server, mm-hmm. that would be... Uh, oh, I, don't, I feel like a lot of society believes that there is unlimited bandwidth everywhere, which probably, you know, in major tech communities like silicon valley and san francisco and that sort of stuff there is probably a lot of bandwidth available but it's not infinite no but i feel like they're taking their idea of what their community is like and extrapolating that to the rest of the world and that's not the case right it will be don't worry it will be eventually it'll get there yes eventually but you know not really if everybody else has their say in things yeah well hi telecoms so how does one turn on streaming? I, I can't see any options for it. Well, it's currently just in beta right now, so... Oh, I have to register for that specific beta? Yes, I do believe so. Okay. Maybe it's something we should test out, though, just to give it a shot. Okay, so you have to opt into the Steam client beta, which I currently am, and yep. then from there I have to enable it. So I am 90% of the way there already. Okay, I am too. I'm in the, the client beta. Yeah. But where do you enable it? I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not turning on Steam right now because that's going to kill everything. I see. In-home streaming. No, they already had that. Yep. Cloud, voice, music. All right, Steam did music. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I don't even know where... There it is. It's in the library. Library's music. Wow. Okay, so Valve's kind of expanding and trying new things. Good for them. Little weird, but good for them. Girl Scout cookies! Oh, God. Speaking of trying something weird... Peanut butter patties. No, the the tagalongs. That's that's yes, that's what I'm talking about. But I refuse to call them tagalongs. That's a West Coast thing. It's it's okay. literally a West Coast thing. That's what they originally called them in California. Okay, I call them the red box ones with the peanut butter and the cookie and the chocolate. I call them crack. Yeah, I also call them. I haven't had one in ten years. I swear we've got a box of them somewhere in the apartment. I could break them open right now, and oh my god, that'd be amazing. I wonder what they'd be like frozen. <laughs> do, 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 do. Andy's like, ah, I will be right back. <laughs> Andy, Andy, focus, come back. I don't know where they are. Andy, come back. All right, can't find them. Okay. In any case. <laughs> It's like they're, they're, the cookies are normally located in this specific area. But even not- that won't, won't necessarily be a problem much longer for you because they're launching online sales. Digital what? cookies. You can buy the cookies online. How will this... Okay, so the Girl Scout cookies are basically just fundraiser, but they're supposed to teach them like business practices and whatever. And- Which is bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, it's supposed to teach them that. Right, and like, who, who gets the sale? Because it's supposed to go to the troop, right? Well, it's, I think it's supposed to go to the. It's supposed to be part of the individual scouts requirement. And the, right, but it goes to their troop. That's what the cookie sales did. My guess is the Girl Scouts will send out a specific website link, kind of like Amazon, where you know you have the Amazon Associates ID. My guess is it's something like that, where you have to buy them online. You have to input somebody's ID, and so. The but what if what if I don't have a Girl Scout nearby and I just want cookies? Um. I don't know, Myers sells Girl Scout isk cookies. Girl Scout esque? Yes. The isk was kind of an ish and an esque com- combined. Okay, that's incorrect. I know. 
Oh, that's where they are. I can literally, like, I think I know you where the box is. You can see them now? I can see them now. Are you going to go get them now? No, I'm not going to go get them now. I already should, left once. You should go put one of them in the freezer <laughs> so that you can do that experiment and let me know how it goes, since I won't ever be able to eat them again. Well, once Kate is available, I'll see if I can get her to put some in the freezer. Okay. And then I will let you know. Oh, those those cookies. So good. Those and Thin Mints. Yes, that's those are the two that we have. We have Thin Mints and Peanut Butter Patties. Those have to be pretty old because they come out in like March. I'm not exactly sure how old they are. Andy? <laughs> yes? Those cookies don't actually last forever, you know. They aren't Twinkies. <laughs> they do go bad. Yeah, I probably should eat them, shouldn't I? Just maybe. Girl Scout cookies. Or I could eat the Girl Scout cookies. I'll, I'll let her know about the freezer, though. Okay. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's going to... I honestly wish that they would just quit pussyfooting around this and just basically just sell them. Yes. But you know, they're, they're not going to do that because they always want to try and seem like they're helping out the girls rather than yes. using them as free labor. Yes. When you think of Girl Scout, what do you think of? Cookies. Right. Uh, hey, NASA threw something into space. Yes, yes, they did. Yesterday. And it, was it came supposed back to be two went, days ago. Yeah, it was two days ago that got well, cut it, due to yeah, weather. It got scrubbed, and then they sent it up yesterday. And it actually is the first piece of equipment that's sent meant for human flight that has actually gone above the International Space Station. So this is the Orion. Yes. This is NASA's new, we want to shoot people very far out into space. This is the this is supposedly how they're going to get people to Mars. Yeah, or the moon, or, the or moon, an asteroid. Yes. Yeah, this is this is the part of the thing that people don't understand. So yes, this is supposed to be the journey to Mars, but that whole plan got scrapped due to um, Iraq and Afghanistan. Funding. Yep. You know, if you just get that, uh, what is it, half a penny or something like that is what. What isn't the thing that Neil deGrasse Tyson always talking about? It's like NASA and like one cent or something like that. And how the current know. budget is like half of uh, half of a cent per tax dollar. I mean, if that's the case, that's still a lot of money. True. Half a cent per dollar. So point yeah, five percent. Yes, point point five percent. Yes, or something like that. I don't. I don't think their budget's even that big because that's pretty big. Oh come on, internet! Tell me what NASA's current budget is. NASA's 2011 budget was 18.4 billion. Okay, what was the tax revenue? Uh, 3.4 trillion of the the federal budget that year. So they are 0.5% of the federal budget. Yep, well, 0.6. Point, okay. Okay, so yeah, two-thirds of a cent for every tax dollar. Oh, let's see, 2011, uh, 2013, they were at 0.49%. Wow, back in the 60s. It was a lot higher. 1966 was 4.41%. Yep. And then I we wonder got to what the we moon. were doing around that time. And then we got to the moon, and then the Russians stopped being scary. Yeah. And so we stopped. Yep. These 4.4 down to 1.92. They cut. They had their budget cut in, in more than half in the period of four years. Yeah. Speaking of the Russians being scary and not scary, new James Bond film. Spectre. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to see a bald man with a cat. That's all I want to see. No, you don't. Just show me a bald man with a cat. What's his name? Oh, it's not, it's not, uh, is it Bluto? No, Bluff, Bluff. (laughs) God damn it. What is his name? It's Bluff or Bluff or... Blofeld. Blofeld. It's one of those things. Go read the books. 
I actually read the uh, the first book, Casino Royale. Yep, isn't it so good? It wasn't bad. It was. Uh, that scene with the carpet banger was uh, I don't remember that. Or the 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 carpet be- carpet beater. There we go. Okay, I still don't really remember. Oh, <laughs> the torture scene. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The movie did a pretty good job of that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I'm reading that, and in my head, I'm thinking I've already seen Casino Royale, and ow. Yeah, that was that was a pretty powerful section. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, so Orion launched successfully. Mm-hmm. They got the capsule up. It came back down. It circled around the Earth a couple times, not in that order. Well, it, it circled once, and they kicked it up to a higher uh, orbit, and then yep. they shot it back. Basically, they sent it so back home. How does how does the Orion launch system compare to the Saturn V? Well, the current launch system is actually still in uh, production. It's called the, so this, the SLS. So this was not a launch. This is the, the Orion capsule, but not the full launch system. Yeah, the space launch system is still in development. But this was just this was a test of the capsule and its reentry with the heat shield. And also they wanted to test the um, the automatic uh, fail safe capsule ejection it's one of those things where um it's automatic where there's no human intervention so if it realizes there's a problem it will automatically uh eject the crew okay without having any human intervention into it at all so if the crew is like incapacitated yes is there an override for that so like something's starting to go wrong and i as the crew know that we actually have a better chance staying inside than getting launched i'm not sure i haven't looked too much into it most of the time they kept on saying that we they were touting it's uh, autonomous and uh, extreme. I think they said uh, from noticing a problem to ejection is measured in uh, hundreds of a second. Okay, then. So I have a feeling that there is no override. Yeah. You have one one hundredth of a second to override this. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. I think this is it's one of those things where it's like, we don't want anybody even near this. If there's any sniff of a problem, they're out. They're out. Yeah. I, the, the article I linked, though, was the, the future of the Orion program because the rest of the program just seems completely ridiculous. What is the rest of the program? Well, the next step in the program is um, to lasso a small asteroid with a robotic ship and put it in orbit around the moon. What? That's, yeah, that's the next step in the program. <laughs> what? Autonomously or with manned? Uh, autonomously. And then the, the man program will go from the moon and then go up to the asteroid. What? The SLS and the Orion will then take astronauts to visit the asteroid that is currently orbiting the moon. So this is no longer like uh, us going out with things like Rosetta. This is, fuck that, we're bringing it to us. Yeah, which everybody in NASA is saying that this is a dead end. Because the, the goal originally was to go to Mars. Yeah. But that kind of got scrapped, and then the new program kind of got scrapped, and NASA was trying to, you know, trying to keep as much money as possible. So they kept on reforming the plan for going to Mars, and then this one was kind of just thrown together from bits and bobs of the, the scrapped plan. So then they're like, all right, this is the new plan, and everybody else in NASA is going, this is stupid. NASA's advisory council called it a dead-end element. President of the Planetary Science Institute told Scientific American, it's a waste of money, it doesn't advance anything, and everything that could benefit from it could be benefited far more from other, cheaper, more efficient means. Yeah. Is NASA no longer, like, relevant? I'm not sure. Getting into a space is expensive. We can agree on that one, right? Yes. So you either have the eccentric billionaires like Musk and SpaceX who have money and they're willing to go into space, basically for the funds of it. 
Let's see who else can get into space right now. Uh, Boeing and Lockheed can launch rockets. Lockheed was the one who actually oversaw the Orion test, but they're doing it via government contracts. So they're doing it for the money and not actually for anything else. And the people who are paying the money are the governments. See, so, so there are two. There are two people who can advance space exploration: governments and crazy people. Yep. So. Is NASA relevant? Yes and no. Yes, there's going to be crazy people who want to go into space for the actual reasons behind it. And then there's NASA, who has, has no money. Has no money. They they have the drive to do it, but it's like um, NASA wants to do something awesome, but they have a really crappy uh, parent that they have to keep bumming money from. It's like, oh, we want to do this. Can can we have twenty bucks? You know, to go take a take a bus to feed the homeless. So could NASA do a better job? Yes, yes, they could, but they've got one arm time behind their back, and that's Congress. So speaking of Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. uh, turns out some of the electric companies are a little scared of his uh, battery system. From Tesla? Yeah. Why? Because if he gets the batteries cheap enough that he's planning on doing for the cars, uh, people could use those cheap batteries basically to lessen the cost of renewable energy capturing. So when they say the electric company, they mean the coal and oil and natural gas plants. Yes. Because there are other electric companies that are like super excited about this. Yes. The renewable energy companies are really excited about this because then that's the problem with renewable energy is... You don't necessarily have it when you want it. Yes. There was actually an article about that where it said solar cells, um, if they were actually supposed to be set up correctly, should actually be facing west and not east. Why? Because the amount of power usage that drains on the system is normally higher in the afternoon, higher in the afternoon and evening. And so instead of putting the solar panels where they get most of the sun during the day, you need to get them so they get the highest concentration in the afternoon and evening. That's a brilliant point. But the way the current system is set up, you you get a, a flat rate on your return for the energy back to the electric company. So people are just trying to get the most money back as possible rather than actually trying to work with the electric companies to... Yeah. If, if the electric company paid you, like, you know, if they charged you, like they would, they charge you more in peak usage time, right? Yes. So why don't they pay out more money for receiving electricity during peak usage time? They don't. It's It's a flat rate for... The whole time. Sorry, that was just a, that's a fun little aside that I, it's one of those things he didn't think about at the time. It's like, oh, huh. So Elon Musk's batteries could still potentially revolutionize everything. Yes. Okay, well then. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's like, oh yeah, with these batteries, it's, it's one of those things where people have an idea and then suddenly somebody else finds a secondary use for it that's actually might be more important than the primary use. Yes, he's got his electric cars, but then everybody could get solar cells and these batteries on there. You could seriously cut down... <laughs> Cool. What else? Uh, what else do we got going on? Verizon is turning off their 3G network? Yes, Verizon is turning off their 3G network. In certain areas, this is just a test, so don't freak out because um, voice is still carried over 3G. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> yes, because they are now finally starting to roll out their voice over LTE phones, but those phones are not yep. going to arrive until the start of 2016 at least. Um... There are phones out there that do it. Oh, G3 just gets it. Okay, so there are phones that the have it now. The Galaxy S5 does it. The G3 does it. There's a number of them that'll do voiceover LTE now. It's just the network isn't there. Ah, there, okay, and so, so it's half, half, so they're halfway both, there. Yeah, both Verizon and AT&T are rolling out the network as well. At least that was my understanding. I could also be wrong and that the phones now just do it. 
The software update prepares your device for new Advanced Calling 1.0, which they are currently testing in Cleveland and Manhattan. Okay, so voice over LTE, the phones support it. The phone hardware supports it. Yeah, they're, they're, now they're the testing phone it software right now. is getting... Yes, but now the whole back end, they're also trying it out as well. But yeah. Um, oh, okay. It's a little worried about this one. It's like, oh, they're going to shut off 3G. Well, that's, that's, that's a lot of people's voice networks. So that means, yes, you could get, you know, data connection, but you can't make a phone call, which I feel like should still be some of the primary uses of a phone. Or is that just, or am I just feeling old fashioned? Mm-hmm. What else do we have? Um, AT&T is, uh, we talked about many moons ago how they were adjusting their unlimited data plans. Yeah. Where the... 3G or non-LTG, non-LTE 4G phones would have an unlimited data plan, but if you went over 3 gigabytes, you would get throttled at times and in areas that are experiencing network congestion. So it was kind of like a soft cap where, yes, you have unlimited data, yes, you can keep downloading, but if there's a problem on the network, we're going to throttle you back first. We'll throttle. Yes. Okay. It turns out on 4G and LTE phones, um, they aren't throttled until they reach the 5 gigabyte data cap, in quotation marks. Okay. And then once they go over that cap, they're throttled, just like the other phone plans. Except they're throttled all the time. Oh, no. Yes. Not just like, hey, you know, it's it's high traffic right now. It's you're throttled all the time. Yes. So it's an unlimited data plan. But if you hit five gigabytes, well, your speeds are going to get reduced. That shouldn't, that shouldn't actually come as a surprise, Andy. It's AT&T. Yeah. They are always under high traffic because they don't have the stuff to support their own products. No, no, they don't. So yeah, so you have unlim- somebody had done tests. So all right, so unlimited data plan, but as soon as you hit five gigabytes, speed went from twenty three point five one megabits per second to just point one one megabits per second. Whoa, that is slow. Yeah, that is very slow. Again, now they said, hey, if you you know uh, if you upgrade your plan to the fifteen gigabyte family plan, then we won't have to throttle you. Pay us money, we will hold you hostage. Yep. God damn it, AT&T. I just say god damn it, telecoms in general. Yes. Didn't you want to work for them? At one point. Telecoms. Until I realized how evil they were. How terribly, terribly evil. Uh, Comcast? Right, so Comcast, uh, in response to the fact that um, there was a group started up called Stop Mega Comcast by a bunch of... um, Future of Music Activists. Coalition, Greenlighting, is a bunch of you know, consumer Activists. groups. Yes. So Comcast came out with that thing, and they put out a, a post saying that the Special Olympics, they're like, they're really for the people. And in this post, um, when it first came out, there was a line that said, um, if the proposed transaction goes through, consumers will not lose a choice of cable companies. Consumers will not lose a choice of broadband providers. And not a single market will see a reduction in competition. Those are simply the facts. Right? So it was that paragraph. Yeah. And then in the first time they sent it out, it was followed by this. We are still working with a vendor to analyze the FCC spreadsheet, but in case it shows that there are any consumers in census blocks that may lose a broadband choice, want to make sure that these sentences are more nuanced. Huh. I think that last little bit was a comment on the rest of it. Yes. That, that sounds like a, a review, right? Want to make sure that these are a little more nuanced. Yeah, I feel like somebody was going through making notes on the article and then before they posted it, forgot to remove so it's one of the things where it Oops. says, yeah, they don't they don't compete. But if they do compete, maybe we, you know, shouldn't be stark with that one. We could, we'll be a little bit softer on our sentence. Yeah. Ouch. 
So I love how they, in, in the front end, they're saying, yeah, not a single market will lose any competition. And then they're like, well, if they are, we're, mm, shush. Keep well, it, no, it wasn't, it, it wasn't shush. It was, you know, we are currently investigating this. And then someone else said, we, we might want to be careful about what we're saying when we say we're investigating this. Yeah, it's. That's actually totally legit. It's just this is something that they shouldn't, you know, announce to the public. Eh, I don't know. I mean, they they should announce, hey, we're looking into this. They should be careful about how they announce, hey, we're looking into this. I I hate the fact that I'm defending Comcast. Is that leaving a bad taste in your mouth? It is. uh, I'm going to have a chocolate marshmallow meringue thing. Um, It didn't help. So the other question is, how long should I leave those cookies in the freezer? Until they are frozen. How long do you think that's going to take? Did you put the entire box in or a cookie in? I'm not exactly sure. I did not see. I was talking with you at the time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how they'll be when they're frozen. Like, will that, you know, you, you can't bite it. The thing I love to do with those cookies was scrape off the peanut butter, right? You'd, you'd bite into it, but not through it. You just bite into the peanut butter and then scrape it with your front teeth. So we're kind of doing this like a frozen Snickers bar sort of thing. Yeah, like it's an experiment to see how will this look. Is there a way you can eat it? Well, we're going to find out. I'm expecting results for next week's episode. All right, I'll let you know. <laughs> don't forget to write it down so that we don't forget. I'll put it on my notepad. Okay. Uh, should we hit the topics? Or not the topics, the randoms? Hold on, I'm writing down frozen cookie response. All right, there we go. It's on my sticky note. Okay, you could even record yourself trying it. Talk through it. It would be like an unboxing video. <laughs> Foundation's coming to HBO. What? Foundation is coming to HBO. That's like the one oh series I keep on saying I need to read, and I actually want to read it. You need to read it. It's so good. It's. I mean, it's. It's. A, it's not good as a book because it was never designed as a book. It was just a bunch of short stories set in a continuous universe. But it's really good. I, re- I still, though, I need to. I the amount of times that I've referenced a book and a series that I have not read, it's a little scary. How many times have you referenced Foundation? I can name about four or five times. Okay. Right off the bat. And what were you referencing in Foundation? Just psychohistory in general? Well, the fact that indeed. I was referencing in the idea that people are accepting of the underlying automation technology without understanding it leads to problems. Okay, yep, that that does kind of... It's something that shows up in Foundation, but not so much in the book itself. No, but it's it's an overarching thing there, but I still feel like I should actually read this. You should. It'll take you an afternoon. Well, no, i got to start with the whole series, so I'm just going to start with the, the prelude stuff and then actually... Uh, Andy, how far back do you want to start? <laughs> I don't know. I actually just last night said, okay, I need to stop reading books. I've got all these magazines, like the Wired magazines and Popular Mechanics and Popular Science. I'm like, I need to get through those. Are you so, are you ready? Do you have a notepad open? Why? Did you just go to the Wikipedia article? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how many books you have to read. All right. I Robot. Okay. Caves of Steel. Two. Uh The Naked Sun. S U N, not S O N. Yes, I, I I get that. Uh Robots it's science of Dawn. Fiction, it's not smut. Yeah. Robots of Dawn. Okay. Robots and Earth. Okay. Just count uh, how many books are in there. Technically, if you also want to do the Empire series, that's kind of where... Uh, no, Empire doesn't fit in there. Yeah, Empire fits right there. So that would be Pebble in the Sky and a couple other books. 
uh, and then you need to get to the found uh, prelude to foundation, forward the foundation, foundation, foundation and empire, second foundation, uh, and then there were two more at the very end that tie it all together. So there's a lot of books you're saying. Yeah, okay. just read foundation. Start with foundation. Start with foundation and then expand upon that. Start with Foundation and decide where you want to go. Caves of Steel is a series of mystery books where Asimov set out to prove that sci-fi mysteries don't have to require on like special gadgets or advanced technology. That the science fiction is a setting, it's not the mystery. I can see that. It's just like uh, the way Marvel is doing the superhero movies. Yep. It's like, yes, the superhero is the genre, but still, they're still, you know, like, Winter Soldier is completely different than Iron Man was. Yes, they're both still superhero movies. And Guardians of the Galaxy definitely showed that one off. Yeah, I think Guardians is a better example there. Yeah, sorry. Holy but crap, it's, it's that... Google updates. What? I'm just My phone just told me that basically all of my Google up, uh, applications have updated. Oh, well, I <laughs> guess is it's coming out because of the new... 5.0. Yeah, sorry. It was just one of those things. Okay, like, so Foundation is coming to HBO. So you need to read the book soon. Well, I don't have HBO. And uh, after my previous letter, um, I am weary of my current downloading states for HBO. You should read Foundation. Remember, HBO is going online next year. True. You should go read Foundation. I'm serious. You could knock it out in a day. (sighs) I'll put it on my list. Put it high on the list. That's the first step is putting it on the list, and then I got to adjust things, and then I'll, I'll, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working here. Uh huh. Right. So. All right. Random topic. Random review. Random review. You're not right. getting that out of it straight. that easily. Damn it! I mean, uh, okay. I'm reviewing an Android application. Okay. Called Out of Milk. Out of Milk. No. Out of Milk. That's the last one I'll do for All this right. episode. That's the last one I'll do for this episode. I am just milk. like steel beams going right into Skype right now. So into your computer monitor? Andy, you kind of need that. <laughs> well, I'm not like Superman. I'm not actually going to destroy it. I'm just glaring super hard. Okay, you continue to glare super hard. All right, so what the hell is out of milk? Good job. That was impressive. I had to honestly adjust my head when I said that. Like yeah. I had to force myself to say milk. So you know the shopping, uh, uh, not shopping, the, the task manager, remember the milk. Yes. This is nothing to do with that. Okay. That was going to be my first question. Out of milk is a shopping list. Okay. It's so, you know, you can kind of think of it like a to-do task manager, but it's, hey, I need to remember to buy this the next time I'm at the store. The really cool thing about it, the thing that, that gets it for me, the reason why I like to use it is you can have shared lists. Okay. So Laura is at home and uses the last of the orange juice. She can use the app and add orange juice to the house's list. And so then when I stop at the store on the way home, I don't need to call and say, what else do I need to pick up? So this is almost like a very specific Evernote. Yes. Okay. It also has um, local deals. So it, it has, they have deals with a lot of stores to, to show like their featured deals and sales. So I'm over on Cops, which is the local grocery store, and it's showing me all the sales at Cops right now. The question is. As well as coupons. So that's a, yep. Do they have barcode scanning? They do. Okay. That's going to be, because that would be part of the thing. There's like, well, what orange juice am I going to get? We're going to scan the barcode and know exactly but yep it it'll scan it knows the major brands and you can add your own stuff and it'll remember the barcode for next time so you can do that you can actually manage what you have in the pantry because you can just go and scan the pantry and then it's sitting there 
And you can move things from the shopping cart to the pantry, back to the cart, back to whatever. It's a really fairly easy to use application. I also use it for my my uh, beads, the perler beads. Okay. How? When I notice, well, because when I notice I'm getting low on a color, I just scan the barcode. Gotcha. And so the next time I'm at the craft store, or the next time Laura is at the craft store, she knows which ones to pick up. I'm still trying to picture you at like Hobby Lobby. That just is so weird. Wisconsin Craft Market, thank you. I know, but I'm still just saying like just picturing you at Michael's or Joanne Fabrics or Hobby Lobby. Yeah, or... I do those too. Michael's and Joanne's. Yeah. I, I will not be going to a Hobby Lobby. No, I could see that. Hobby Lobby, where you can get all of your Hanukkah stuff. Really? No, none okay. at all. Absolutely none. I, I didn't think so. <laughs> I would have been very surprised. I would be very surprised as well if I saw any Hanukkah stuff at a Hobby Lobby. Yeah, No, there's a, a local craft mart that I go ah. to, the Wisconsin Craft Market. Gotcha. So this is, it's basically like Evernote, but specific things to shopping that are helpful. Yeah, so you don't get distracted with everything else in Evernote. True. And the fact that you can share lists between people is really, really, really nice. The fact that it has barcode scanning, really nice. The fact that it can alert you to deals at local stores, really nice. That would be, yeah. It's It's got a specific purpose, but it looks like this its purpose it's is... really good for that specific purpose. Yeah. So I, I encourage it. It's free. It does take a little bit of time to set up. It is not the most intuitive app out there, but it's really good. Hmm. You can even have uh, different shopping lists for different stores or different areas. Now that what the next step is, somebody needs to create an app that can take... Uh... God, that, that is a horrible brain fart. Cooking that, recipes. Yeah. And then literally like scan a barcode on the, the cooking recipe and then it will... Add everything? Yes. Hmm. It's not a bad idea. No, no, it's not at all. It'd be, have to be quite a... You'd probably have to do a QR code connecting that to an HT, uh, a URL to download the information. Potentially. So you'd have to have a lot of... You'd have to have a lot of information because you'd have to have the individual items and their quantities. Could encode it. Could. I don't know. Interesting idea. Yep. I'm full of stuff like that. Yep. All right. Let's hit the topic. The random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What research paper have you written that you are the most proud of? Do you know how long it's been since I've written a research paper? I can't even... I'm trying to think of the last, like, serious paper that I wrote. What was the last... I did a I did a paper, uh, it's a ten page paper on the history of magnetic storage. Is that really a research paper though? That was kind of more of a that was more of a, just like a study paper. I don't know. It's, what I don't think be? I've written an honest to god research paper since eleventh grade. I just want to know what a research paper. What is a research paper? All right here we go. It's a paper that you do research for, where you uh, start off by establishing a statement and you use the research to back it up. So it's kind of like a, uh, I have a hypothesis that the fall of the Roman Empire was um, quickened by the lead poisoning in their pipes. Sure. Okay, and then I would have to do research to or back up. It, not that you have to do research, but you have to use research. I mean, by using research, you're really doing research, but you're researching the research. So then I would bring up research on what lead poisoning does to the human psyche, try and find research that people have done on... Lead in Roman pipes. Lead in Roman pipes. The increase of lead usage in Roman, that sort of stuff there. And I'd have to try and combine it all together to say, yes, lead pipes helped everybody in Rome go faster or crazier faster. Yep. Yeah, I haven't really done anything like that. You took research seminar. Yes. That's what you were supposed to do in all of research seminar. Yes. But as we talked about, my GPA was low. 
You also didn't have Mr. Marcero. You had no, no, Mr. I Hill. I had, I had Hill. You it's... had Research Sam Light. Yeah. I had a lot of stuff like that, where I had, like, Doc Block Light. Yep. Which was funny, because there was a bunch of us who were basically taking that stuff. They were like, oh, yeah, we're all doing Doc Block Light. And we all, we all knew it. Um, yeah, I took Research Sem Light. So I'm not sure, like, the, the last time I wrote an honest-to-goodness research paper. I can't think of anything. I did... I did studies. The paper I'm most proud of, I did a study of the day the Earth stood still, comparing that to the type of society at the time that it was released. But that I did some research on that one, but most of my papers are on the historical nature of how things were and how why they disappeared. Okay. Or actually didn't disappear. It turns out magnetic tape is actually used by Google a lot. Yes, because it's really good for long-term storage of a lot of data. Yes, of data is, you don't you, of is, data you also don't need to access randomly. Right. It is terrible at data retrieval. Yes, unless you know you want the first thing on the disk, then it's <laughs> then it's not bad. But if you want something on the on the on the end of the disk or random stuff in the middle, then you're screwed. Yep. If you or just random stuff on the disk. Yes, or on the tape. It's not a, disk. It's tape. a disk. <clears throat> okay, uh, so 11th grade? Probably, that was probably the last time I wrote a serious research paper. I, I think I got an A on one paper in Research Sem. That would be the one I am most proud of. I think I'm most proud from Research Sem, um, well, not of my papers because they were crap, but my ability to hunt down the information. It's a good skill. Yeah, that's the one, that's the one thing Research Sem taught me was, okay, you need to find out this information. Where the hell are you going to look? Because there's a lot of stuff out there. It's like, okay, so you went to the CQ researchers, you did this, that, and the other thing. But it's like, all right, so where else am I going to look? That was the, the one bonus. But yeah, the, the actual research, I, I don't think I'm proud of any of research paper I've actually written. Okay. If we're talking specifically research papers, yeah. We we are indeed specifically talking about research papers. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not proud of any of that. Okay. They're they're bad. It's been a long I never really had to do them in college. Like why did I have to write any research papers while I was doing ed? Well, what papers did you have to write in college? I don't remember. Had to write papers for English lit, but that was just basically about the books we read and our thoughts of why the wall was blue versus any other color, or why why did the author choose this, that, or the other? Because they felt like it. Yeah, some of the stuff there, I had some like <laughs> most of the time, I just told the, the the professor a cigar is a cigar is a cigar, unless it's not a cigar, <laughs> unless it's my mom. Wait, oh, it's not in there. Are you I'm actually going... like looking for papers now? Yeah, they're on my drive somewhere. Oh, there's some econ stuff. I'm just going to search my computer for all Word documents. I have stuff in Chinese. Had, what the frick? Assessments, explaining concepts, classroom norms. The hell is this? Oh, I've got some essays on here. I have my independent essays. study proposal. I've got a Word document labeled Thanksgiving recipes. Hmm, what's in here? Thanksgiving recipes. Stuffing. Oh, how to make stuffing. How to do turkey. Hey, look at that. Here's my proposal for a six-credit independent study that I got an A in. I should add our mashed potatoes to this list. We've got turkey, we got stuffing, we got to add, what, mashed potatoes, yams, and green beans. And that's the that's the five staples, right? What? The five staples of Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, yams, and green beans. Disagree, but okay. Wait, okay, so what? What? what, what is the staple of a Thanksgiving dinner? Turkey. Turkey. Really, that's it? Turkey? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and even that, that's not really a staple. That's that's a commonality. You're not even going to go with mashed potatoes. I feel like mashed potatoes, if you have 
have a Thanksgiving dinner, you have to have mashed potatoes. Do you agree that our first, second Thanksgiving was still a Thanksgiving dinner? I don't know what the first one was. That was... I, I think it is far more important for a Thanksgiving dinner to have a group of people that you are thankful to be with than any of the food, including the turkey. True. It's, it's still Thanksgiving, even if your turkey gets attacked by the dog. Yep. All right. All right. I'll agree. I'll agree with you on that one. But if had the classic Thanksgiving dinner, it's those five things. I feel like you get those five things right. You got to sure. Yeah. Fine. I, I can. I can give you that. It's the classic. All right. Sorry. It's. Just, it's. What's with us in food? Uh huh. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm looking through my stuff here, and I do not have much in the way of word documents on okay. my computer here. So who knows? I've got six different versions of my resume though on here. <laughs> You should always tailor a resume directly to the thing that you're applying for. I know, which is why I've got six versions on here. Yep. All right. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I, I think that's it as well. Okay. Well, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast.com. Or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.